Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. We are joined by Lynn Washington Jr. He's professor of journalism at Temple University, co-founder of the award-winning Multimedia Urban Reporting Lab. In addition to his Temple degrees, Washington holds a law degree from Yale University. Lynn, good morning. How's it going, buddy? I'm good, man. How are you? Good, man. Good. Got another hot topic of conversation Yeah, that we see and experience. Oh, man. Man, oh, man, oh, man. And all of us, all of us have those oh, stories, you that's know? Right. That's right. Man. You know, when I was, I'm here listening to, you know, you and also the the, um, the callers who come in with these incidents, and it's almost like deja vu, man. I mean, things that I've covered as a reporter for like 40 plus years mm-hmm. and things that I've lived as a Negro in America for, mm-hmm. well, over 70 years. Mm-hmm. And, and Solomon saw something yesterday on the train. And, and I'm sure many of us have seen it too often. You know how certain folks don't want to sit next to certain folks? Right. <laughs> on the train coming out of Delaware, right? You know, one stop, two stop. 12 stops. The train is filled. People are standing in the aisle. And I'm on my computer. I'm just looking up. And I look over and I see one of my friends from here at Temple um, sitting down. I'm like, how did she get a seat? It was the last stop before we got into Philly. Then I looked next to who she was sitting next to, mm-hmm. and it was a, a black guy. Mm-hmm. And I said, all these people got on this car jammed up the car, standing up, but they wouldn't sit next to this guy. Mm. And need I say, he was well-dressed and well-groomed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mike is going to rub off. If I sit next to you, maybe that black <laughs> might get on me. I'll, I'll stand up. <laughs> it's crazy, man. Yeah. They just don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. We were, um, when was it, last summer, we're in um, Quebec City up mm-hmm. in Canada. So we're at this spa, and it's, it's really nice, man. You know, they have this like infinity pool that looks down over the river. So we get in, you know, water's bubbling and it's warm. The folks that were nearby, they got out of the pool. Mm. Mm. <laughs> like this black was going to pop. My wife looked over from me <laughs> and just started laughing. She said, "Well, I ran them out of the pool." Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> more, more water for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's why we got to have a sense of humor, um, Lynn, because it's, it's so much stuff that black folks go through, man. And that's why I believe we, we are we are such a um, uh, we, we have such a good sense of humor as a people. We've had to because laughter's mm-hmm. healing. Yeah. 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 Because if not, you know, if you, your head would blow off. Yeah. Or yeah. you would end up blowing somebody else's head off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a lot. It is definitely a lot. So uh, we talked a little bit earlier about the Supreme Court. They allowed a lower court decision to stand that kept in place a race neutral admissions policy at Thomas Jefferson High School for Science and Technology uh, in Fairfax County, Virginia. Basically, the policy doesn't consider standardized test tours, scores and guarantees places for top students from various middle schools in the county. People sued, man. They sued to try to stop that policy because there's more black and Latino students getting in and, and less Asian students getting in. Here's my question to you, Lynn. Are there forces mm-hmm. trying to pit students of color and families of color against each other when it comes to education? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Unequivocally. There has been um, historic 
American society that does not want to see blacks do anything more than be servants and or slaves. Mm-hmm. And they have used different groups against different groups over time in this effort to maintain that white privilege and white superiority. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point uh, in the 1890s, poor blacks and poor whites were getting together down in the South. Yeah. And they're saying, listen, you know, we've been hating each other all these years. we got a common enemy. <laughs> it's the rich white people that are ripping all of us off. And that's when you start to get this separate but equal stuff, right? Well, you're better than this guy because he doesn't have to sit on the same toilet seat as you yeah. or drink from the same water fountain. Mm. And now the um, divide and conquer du jour is uh, Asians. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the um, Supreme Court's ruling last year uh, in the affirmative action cases uh, at Harvard, it, it, they were claiming that the Asians were being discriminated. Yeah. And, you know, so one of the ironies of this suit that you're, you're talking about now down in Virginia, when they went to a system, see, prior to this race neutral um, policy went into effect, that's magnet school, an elite school, was only drawing students from schools, middle schools in affluent areas. Mm. They changed the saying that anybody who is a top graduate of any school in the county now can come into the school. As a result of that, poor Asians, Mm -hmm. their numbers went up. So where's the discrimination against Asians Mm -hmm. if if it's we're looking at it from a class point of view, hmm. that the poor people who now can graduate at the top of their class, but not from the affluent neighborhoods, mm-hmm. they can get in. So it's it's just um, you know just more more the racism hmm. that we talk about. It's it's across the board. They're fighting every way they can, and these things were brought by this uh, entity called the Pacific Legal Foundation, mm-hmm. and they've just been going after everything education. Uh, there was one case where, where they sued the governor of Alabama. Now, let's keep in context. Mm. The governor of Alabama, a woman, I think her name is Kate Ivey. Mm. Uh, she's no champion of uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> she wears bigotry, you know, on, on her lapel pin. Mm-hmm. This organization sued her because under Alabama law, and this is kind of incredible. Under Alabama law, the Alabama Real Estate Appraisal Board is required to have two minorities on it. Mm-hmm. And this uh, Pacific Legal Foundation um, said, no, that, that's discriminate against white people. Mm-hmm. Two minorities on a nine-member board, white people, you know, have suffered a gravest harm. <laughs> and they also went after Asheville, North Carolina, Mm-hmm. Because a white dude wanted to get on the Human Relations Commission. Mm-hmm. And there were some provisions that, you know, there, there has to be representation of you know, blacks, Latinos, Asian, LGBTQ people. And this organization was supportive of that. So what we're seeing, you know, with this recent Supreme Court ruling, two things. One, the persistence of efforts to keep America a white supremacist nation. Mm-hmm. And two, the fact that the Supreme Court 
opted not to get involved in it was more of a political decision than a legal decision because they didn't want any more controversy, at least on this subject right now. Right. Right. Um, I, I mean, that, 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 that's my take on it. I'm mm-hmm. sure they have some other takes. Of course, uh, Uncle Thomas and uh, Alito. Um, oh, have John Oliver has offered Clarence Thomas a couple million dollars and a luxury mobile home if he resigned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's what he's taking to stay. So maybe he'll take that to return. <laughs> oh my goodness! Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. Yeah, yeah. So the reality is, uh, with this um, Virginia case, I mean, uh, Asians are, are not being severely disadvantaged. But you, you got to step up. You know, if you're at the top of your class, you're going to get in. If you're not, you know, if you don't make the cut. He didn't make the cut. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, because okay. let me see. When the, 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 the policy went in effect in 2020, so the year before that, 73% of the people that got into this school uh, were, you know, of Asian descent. But as of last year, it, it bumped down to 62%. But like I said, those from poor uh, areas of, of that county where Asians were able to get in. And, you know, uh, in, in the process, because of the way they changed it to race neutral, uh, more blacks and Latinos were getting in. And that just, you know, set some people's hair on fire. Yeah. Yeah. How y'all get in? <laughs> yeah. How y'all get in? How y'all get in here? I mean, that's really what it really comes down to. And, you know, you're right. There are folks who will go to any lengths to make sure that black people do not get a leg up in education. Um, and it should show us how important education is, that it, that mm-hmm. education is under attack. We want to make sure you don't learn your history. We want to make sure you can't get into top schools. We want to make sure that you can't compete. And that way, if you don't have that education as a foundation, uh, then then you won't do as well later in life either. It's oh, a setup. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's a setup. I think um, earlier last year, we, we uh, talked about this. Uh, in regards to a, a, a case in Texas where a white guy um, said that the um, one of the medical schools or, you know, a series of medical staff, schools down there were um, discriminating against whites and Asians mm-hmm. in their admissions. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, when you look across at the numbers, there's uh, just a you know, small number of black doctors in Texas. Um, ha- almost half the population in in Texas, or maybe a little more, is Latino. Mm-hmm. There's underrepresentation of doctors in that group, and so this group, um, you know, one this group that brings the lawsuits, you know, they don't want to have that kind of an opportunity. Well, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff hurts everybody in the long run, in the short run. Here's the piece: one with the underrepresentation of doctors, particularly primary care doctors with blacks and Latinos. I mean, the people are not getting the medical services that they need. But on the other side, a parallel track, many of the doctors are aging out. They're retiring. Mm-hmm. So you have all this foolishness where you're denying education to people. Um, and we're going to end up with, with not enough doctors, mm-hmm. white and black mm-hmm. and Asians and Latinos. Yeah. So these short-sighted, bigoted policies, you know, end up hurting the entirety of every, you know, everybody. Yeah. But for those who are 
engaged in that kind of activity, they don't care. Mm-hmm. What do you think? When, when you get sick, you'll just go take some Tylenol or I something? Know. <laughs> I know. It don't work that way. No, it does not. No, it does not. Lynn, we're going to have to get to home ownership next week, man. This, this okay. has been hot. Because, <laughs> I mean, education is so important. And, and, right. and they know it. Uh, mm-hmm. That what has happened now is we have to know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, listen, you know, you know, look at the ancestors. Right? We're in this Black History Month. Right? Yeah, and we got to look see. They were fighting the same fights and for the same reason. Yep. In, in, at the very least. Yep. We got to continue that yeah. that fight. We absolutely do. That is. Uh, Temple professor Lynn Washington is a professor of journalism at Temple University, co-founder of the award winning multimedia urban reporting lab. In addition to his Temple degrees, Washington holds a law degree from Yale University. Lynn, as always, thanks so much. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM and online at wordradio.com. 